0: Point Church, how are you doing? So come on now, you got an extra hour to sleep. How are you guys doing today? That's right. That's right. Well, I am so thrilled to be with you guys. Um, I, I, um, I would introduce my daughter, but we don't know where she's at. She's around here somewhere. It's awesome. I have two daughters. I've got a 19-year-old and a 12-year-old. And, and we are just, we, this is our home away from home. We, uh, we, we honor you guys. We planted our churches around the same time, I think within three months of each other. Uh, We're just north of Metro Atlanta. And in a town called Cumming, Georgia. And it's just a fantastic little town. And, and I met Pastor Craig and Patty, my wife and I did. And I tell you, I, you ever find someone, you go, I want to party with that guy. That's, that's exactly how I feel about your pastor. They're not just men uh, many women of God, they are godly men and women. And, and, and I'm so thankful that uh, I'm, I grow in my relationship with God just being around them. Their faith challenges me, their, their faith stirs me up. And I just love the way he teaches. I'm a stalker. (laughs) I love watching him online. He's a great communicator because I love the way that he, he puts the cookies on the bottom shelf. He makes it easy. He makes it understandable. I can hear the Bible, and now I can apply it on a Monday. Whether you want it or not, Monday is coming. And Pastor Craig and, and Miss Patty, they, they, they make walking with Jesus applicable. Like, I can live this thing out now. And so I would, if I was a guest today, uh, and I live in this general area, even in the metropolitan area, I would park myself here at South Point Church. I'm not just saying that because they're my friends. I'm saying that because your life will change. The Bible says that those that firmly plant themselves and the house of God will flourish in the courts of our God. Psalm 92. I would encourage you to plant yourself here and watch God grow your life. Amen? Amen. All right, we're going to be, we're going to be um, sharing some things today that I, I, he said, normally they tell me, hey, this is the topic, this is the idea, just run with it. And he said, dealer's choice. I went, that's pretty bold and daring of you to let this guy grab a mic and just share with what God has been teaching him this year. And this is the number one question that I'm asked as a pastor. For, for, well, we've been going for 14 years, but I've been in, in ministry over you know, decades, plural. But I, I'm a, it's never a number two. Every single year, it remains at the top of the list. It is, what is the will of God for my life? I've got some decisions I need to make, Pastor. There's some choices. These are life choices. There's big decisions. It's, it's whether it's a job or this, or it's, these are big time decisions that could affect my family. I know that God has a purpose for me. I just don't know exactly what it is. I, I want to make sure that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know this is what God wants. Has anybody ever been there before? Big decision. I've got to know. God, what are you saying to me? Now, I am. I, um, and I'm not talking about like little things, like goofy things, like, you know, it, w- whether God's will is like for a dog or a cat, or can I just set the record straight? It is always the will of the Lord to get a dog. Okay, for all of our cat lovers, we have the altars open for you afterwards, we'll be praying for you, laying hands on you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But may- maybe it's, it's, you're a couple, and you're praying, you know, should, we, should we have more kids? I've got two, Would you, you want ten, or, or whatever. I would suggest two, but no, but I mean, really, whatever that is, and maybe it's a career choice. Maybe you've been in the market for a while. You're not just fresh out of college. Maybe you're in the mid-life, not a crisis, but a crisis decision. I feel like God is leading me, a sense in my heart that God's leading me to change the industry. How can I do that at the age that I'm at? How can I do that with You know, I see God setting some things up, but I'm a little bit fearful. I'm a little bit hesitant. Man, you need to know that you know that you know what is the will of the Lord. And here's the reason I say that, is 2020 has been a year like no other year that I've ever lived through. And 2020, if I set the record straight, and I want to speak on behalf of, I never do this, never and always, never say those words. I never do this, but I'm going to speak on behalf of all pastors. That's very dangerous, but I'm going to do it. Are you ready? Stop sending us YouTube links to prophecies. Okay? We've had it. We we love everybody. We believe that God does speak through prophecy. We believe in the office of a prophet. But please, we're too busy reading the Bible and searching the heart of God for for our our community. But this is the reason that you can't just jump from prophecy to prophecy. I'm going to help you today. Here's, here's some theological reasons. 1 John 4, 1 says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Why? Because some of them are not holy. Let me say that again. You can't believe, you can't believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Everybody, test, everybody say test. test. Test the spirits to see whether they, they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. It doesn't mean that some of these people are just, they're, they're, they're mean-spirited. Maybe they're just uninformed or they're, they're being led by a, a wrong spirit. And today what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you a litmus test on how you're, what you're getting in your heart from the Lord or what you're hearing from well-meaning people truly is from the Lord. Proverbs 4.12 says, there is a way that seems right. Everybody say seems. Well, it seems right, but in the end, it leads to death. You better know, you better know if the way that seems right is from the Lord because it, if it's not, the Bible says it's gonna lead in the wrong direction that you want for your life. So then I'm gonna get super practical. Krispy Kreme donuts on the bottom shelf today. Are you ready? Here are four tests, four tests to test the spirits when seeking the will of the Lord. If you're a note taker, I'd love for you to write these down. If you're not a note-taker, write these down. All right, here we go. Number one, does it agree with God's word? Now, I'm gonna give you three more, but if it doesn't pass the first test, you can quit right there because God's will is God's word. God's word, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away, right? God's leading is always consistent with the Bible. Write this statement down. There's no use in a- asking God for a word when we're not cooperating with the word. Pastor, I just wish someone would give me a prophecy. I just wish God would give me a word. And Listen, God's not gonna give you something when you're ignoring what he's already given you. Let's go back to the, to the basics of life. Is if God's word says it, we believe it, that settles it. Jesus says, this Isn't it a great story in Matthew chapter 12. Chapter, chapter At the time Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, His disciples were hungry and began to to pick some of the heads of the grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to Him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answers, watch this. Jesus, the Word of God made flesh. The Son of God did not say. Jesus didn't say, Well, this is my opinion. Jesus didn't say, Well, this is how I feel. He says, well, no, no, haven't you read? What is he doing? He's pointing them back that the precedent has been set by God. Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He didn't. It, Jesus could have. He is the son of God. He could have gone any direction. But he pointed them back to, haven't you read? You know, this, this, this year has been, I mean, it's been nuts. It really has. has don't, don't raise your hand, but are you feeling the quarantine 15 or the quarantine 19 or the quarantine 37 as far as pounds you put on this year? I was in, I was in Walmart because I'm American. And, um, and I, was, I was on this aisle, and I noticed that all the, I mean, it was like the day after Christmas. And I, I thought, well, I'm not even shopping for what that was, but now I'm curious. I've got to see what is this. And it was, a, it was shelves of diet pills were gone. And I'm like, welcome to 2020. <laughs> and this is, this is the problem. Because di- diet pills, they, what they do is, is they promise amazing results with very little effort. And it sounds like the American Christianity that we have today is I want all of God in an instant. There are no shortcuts in the kingdom of God. You will not pass go. You will not collect $200. You've got to do it God's way. What is God's way? God's word. It is written, Right? Haven't you read? That's the word of God. And I, I'm, I, again, I'm all about prophecies. Matter of fact, in, in, in the New Testament, they're given for edification, exhortation, or comfort. All right? But I'm all about that. But I'm not searching for a word without first going to the word. All right? The voice of God, write it down. The voice of God that you're hearing will never contradict the word of God that you're reading. Let me say that again. The, the voice of God. I think I'm hearing the voice of God, Pastor. Okay. Well, make sure this it will never co- contradict the word of God that you're reading. Well, Pastor, what if I have a situation, and there's not like a chapter and verse for that situation, like I'm 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 faced with this opportunity, a wonderful opportunity for a new job. Well, there's not like Second Occupations chapter three verse ten. Did some of y'all get that? Some of y'all get that on the way home. Second Occupations chapter three verse. I mean, you you're like. I mean, where in the Bible does it say, you know, um, yes, yes, thou must give a three-week resignation for that job that payeth seven hundred K. Yay, I say seven hundred K with benefits and stop options. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. It's not in the Bible. What do I do? Well, if God's word doesn't touch on that, then watch this. Second question. Here's the second test. Does it draw me closer to Jesus? Does it draw me closer to Jesus? Does it, does it draw my life closer to Jesus? In other words, if I go ahead in this direction for my life, does it create Christ-like qualities? James chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven, it looks like this. Are you ready? We're about to read about it. Is it, it's going to be what? Pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy. It's good fruit it is impartial it's sincere peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness so this decision if i go yes let's go for it it has to draw me closer to jesus all of these attributes i just read read from james chapter 3 they all they all of them they describe jesus when he walked among us so the decision that you're making it will never hurt others come on somebody can i get an amen it'll never hurt others or or cause Self-promotion, a lot of attention to come on to me. I'm not saying that promotion is not of God. I'm saying that self-promotion, I'm trying to b- build my brand. Listen, let's just build the brand of Jesus Christ, right? So I don't want to hurt others. And I want to make sure that my decisions honor the one that gave me the favor to walk through that door. Did I help you? All right, well, well Pastor, I hear this. I don't know whether to take this job or not. Well, again, does it does it cause you to, to draw closer to Jesus, or will that job have a schedule that you're not going to be able to be in church anymore, and there's no more margin for relationships through small groups. I mean, pastor, I don't get it. I'll be able to tithe more. Yeah, but listen, that's great, but you need to be plugged into the house of God. You've got to have Godly relationships around you. Help me say amen, somebody. Some godly people that God himself set around your life. God did that, and now you're drawing away for money? Come on. Hey, listen, listen. Good deals come every day. Open doors. God can open doors. The devil can open doors, too. All right, here's another one. Shall, Shall I continue with this dating relationship? All right, are you ready for this? Does that relationship draw you closer to Jesus? or does it cause some ungodly decisions to be made all right can i just throw out some super practical here's practical here's super practical you ready okay here we go if you don't like the fish you're catching sweetheart you might be fishing in the wrong pond yeah i, I, I had this young man i don't understand pastor she was so sweet when i met her in the club i can't help you bro right Pray for me, Pastor. Should I make this large purchase or expenditure? Man, go for it. I mean, we I, I think that's great, but here's the problem: is if you make that purchase, will it hinder you from tithing and giving offerings? Uh, personally speaking, that if there is a purchase that needs to be made in our home, that my wife and I, if it hinders us from being radically generous, I can't do it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Just like the shark tank. I'm out. Why? Because that's part of our DNA as followers of Jesus Christ. I need margins so I can say yes to other people instead of saying yes to me all the time. Right? These are just some, some, some thoughts. I've been in ministry for decades and I can see it. I can see it coming a mile away in families. I'm rarely shocked. I'm often disappointed, but I'm rarely shocked. I can see it coming. Man, God wants to bless me so much, and, and he, he's going to give me a boat. And, well, you know, I've worked real hard now, and, hey, boats are of the Lord. Can I get an amen? You know, and, and then all of a sudden, you, we're, we're so-and-so. I haven't seen him in church. Oh, he's on, he's, on the, he's on the river. He's on the lake. On a Sunday, did they close it on Saturday? What happened? You know, I I I jokingly I tell Pastor Craig this. You know, hunting season comes around, and I know I'm I'm walking carefully in Mississippi. <laughs> I, I'm going I'm going to I'm gonna speak the, the Highlands Church Curse on South Point. You ready for this? Here, here's a Highlands Church curse. I tell our guys, hey, listen, if you skip church going hunting, deer hunting, I can't help it. I can't stop it. It's a Highlands Church curse. You won't even see Bambi. You, won't even, you might see a squirrel, but if you go hunting on Saturday, you'll slay him. You know, it's, it's kind of like a nervous laughter right now. I can feel that. You know, so, so don't look at Pastor Craig on that, oh, that Pastor Hal. Give the Highlands Church curse on our church, man. Hadn't seen Bambi in years. All right. This is one of my favorites. Pastor, I really see a, I'm seeing a really nice guy. He's a great provider. I mean, he's not a fan of coming to church, but man, he loves God. That decision, that decision, if you go forward that, does it draw you closer to Jesus or does it push you away? Here's the next test. Are you ready? God's word, closer to Jesus. Number three, does your spiritual authority agree? Does your spiritual authority agree? Now, this is where I can literally feel the brakes being hit right now. I, I can feel them being hit. I'm not talking about insecure leaders, church leaders, Pastor, what kind of socks should I wear? I don't care. What kind of car should I drive? I don't care. What kind of boat? As long as you take me, I don't care, right? I'm not talking about people that are trying to control your life. That's not a church. That's a cult, all right? I'm talking about spiritually secure people who genuinely want to see your life thrive. That's it. Just want to see your life thrive. I personally am big on, on the principle of spiritual authority, I have overseers of our church and in my life and I submit any big decision that our church makes and even me personally, even when I'm pretty much sure I know the direction we need to go in, I'll submit it to them. Why? Because they've got years ahead of me. They've been there, done that. Why would I cry tears that they've already cried and I'm one question away from avoiding it? There's too too much peer-to-peer mentoring going on right now. It's too much of that. It's, it's, it's sad. I mean, I, I, I'm, listen, I'm not the, the smartest person in the world. I graduated in the top 10% of the bottom one-third of my class. I need all the help I can get, all right? So why wouldn't I go to someone, a spiritual father, a spiritual mother, and just submit some things? Hey, I'm praying about some things. What do you see? Can I, can I have some wisdom here? Am I helping you today? Proverbs chapter 12. Verse 15, the way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man, everybody say wise. wise. But a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs nineteen twenty: listen to advice and accept instruction. It's one thing to listen in the conversation. It's another thing to embrace what's being said. It's that embrace it, accept it, and in the end, you will be wise. Many are the plans in a man's heart. It is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Here's, here's where people are today concerning this verse. Many people have plans. Here's the problem. They do all the talking and not enough listening. Let me speak to the young people. If you go to lunch or go to dinner with an older person, don't do all the talking. You lead with questions and shut up. And listen, and let them share. They, I, I will not talk over someone, but I will, I will share all that I have if someone wants me to ask me a question. Pastor Craig's the same way. The Bible says that the meek will inherit the earth. That word meek there is teachable. Why would, why would God give someone who's prideful, why would God give anything, any revelation, any wisdom to a prideful person that figures they've got it figured out already? If you come with questions, and say, listen, I'm new at this, or I've been walking in this for a while, but I need your wisdom. God, through the Holy Spirit, will work within spiritual authority. And I'm not, again, I'm not talking about spiritual manipulation and lording over someone. That's a cult. That's, I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I, here's, let me define some spiritual authority. If you're a child, your spiritual authority would be a parent. Can I get an amen from the parents? Teenagers, listen, I love you but mom and dad, they are a gift from the Lord for you. Why would you cry tears that they've already cried? Let them teach you. Let them share their life and wisdom with you. Let me define what a child is. A child is anyone, anyone, not certain age or height or, no, it's anyone that's drawing finances from their mom and dad, or they have a roof over their head provided by mom and dad. So if you're 30 years old and you're eating cereal on the couch under mom and dad's roof, my brother, brush your hair, brush your teeth, get a J-O-B. I thought I would get a bigger amen from that. What is a child? Someone that you're drawing stuff from mom and dad, okay? If you may think, well, you know what, I know better. If you're, if you're receiving from them financially, it's time to listen. I say that with a smile. It's time to listen. Do you like that? Here's another one is this. If South Point Church is your home, then Pastor Craig and his staff, right, and, and, and the leaders, they want to serve you. All they want to do is see you win. That's it. They don't want to make decisions for you. What they'll do is say, haven't you read? Let me take you to the Word of God. Let's not, I'm not giving you my opinion. I have some thoughts on this. But first, let's start with the Bible. Let me show you what God's Word says. There, again, there's too much peer-to-peer mentoring happening right now. I mean, it's like two teenagers or, or maybe even two, right out of college. I, I, I can't, I'll do some premarital counseling. And I'm like, why, why do you have an $800 car note? Well, my friend said it was a good idea. I said, is your friend broke? Yes. Well, it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> okay? You deserve that new car. No, you don't. You can't pay cash. You don't deserve jack. Okay? No. It's too much of that going on. And in asking advice from another spiritual baby, a Christian, someone that's new in the faith, it's, it's like asking financial advice from a broke dude who lives in a creeper van in a Walmart parking lot. I see light bulbs coming on like, you're right. Yes, yes I am. If you have a good and healthy and secure, secure spiritual authority in your life, what they're going to do is they're going to love you even when you make the wrong decisions. And they're not going to say, I told you so. They're going to help you back up lead you to the Word of God, and help you keep walking straight, right? You may think I'm crazy, but my wife and I literally live under an umbrella of blessing and favor far beyond our ability simply because I've employed this principle of spiritual authority. I am a submitted man, and God knows where to find me, right? Reading the Bible, drawing closer to Jesus, and honoring the folks that God has put in my life. I want you to love for you to do that. So, so the last, last test, are you ready for this? I don't know that you can handle this one. Are you ready? Is this, write it down. Do I sense God's peace? Do I sense God's peace? This is the last <laughs> test for a reason. What you don't do is say, well, I've already made up my mind what I'm going to do. Now I'm going to find scriptures to back that decision up. Because many times what you'll do is you'll twist a scripture to fit your life when we're supposed to change our life to fit God's word. Big difference, big, big difference. Here's the correct order. God's word, Jesus, spiritual authority, and then lastly, peace. But this is where, let me camp out on this for a minute. This is where the culture of the world is. Even the culture of many Christians are living. Number one, how do I feel about it? Number two, I'll find some friends who tell me what I want to hear. Number three, uh, Jesus just wants me happy. I know this has to be God because this would make me happy. And Jesus, above all else, wants me happy. Do you see? Do, do, are you recognizing this in the culture of today? And then lastly, what they'll say is, then I'll find scripture and twist it to say what I want to say. I'm like, no, 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 no. We start with something that never changes. It's the word of God. It, it, it's, it, it's not fleeting like my feelings. My feelings are not always facts, but God's word supersedes facts. It's truth, and it never changes. Let's start there. And the decisions that we make, it's like the scriptures, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O God. What am I saying? I just want to be like Jesus. I want to draw close to Jesus. I, I, want to, I want to have a real relationship with the Lord. And then, you know what, God? The Bible says, Jesus says, that the, the, Jesus said, actually it says, Jesus gave gifts unto men. And one of those gifts is pastor. You know, if you plant yourself in the house of God, you'll flourish. Why? Because God has already given you a gift that he wants you to unwrap and receive the word of God and teaching, counsel, blessing, encouragement. Uh, you'll never find a bigger cheerleader then Pastor Craig and Miss Patty. Um, I, can we put our hands together? I'm serious about that. My wife picks on me. I, we say we talk two times a, a week. We say that because anything more than that seems weird. But we're super weird. We're like little sophomore girls. And so when I will get off the phone, Sandra, this is my, my wife, Sandra, she'll say, you talking to your girlfriend? I'm like, yeah, he says, hey. <laughs> but you know what? When I get off the phone, have you ever... Left a conversation full. That's what happens with Pastor Craig. I leave the conversation full. I've quit the ministry so many times, so many times. On Monday morning, about 9 o'clock. But guess what? About 9.15, I'm back in. Why? Because I talked to your pastor. He's a gift. He wants to be that for you. Well, we're too big. We, I, everybody doesn't know him. Listen, if you get in here, you, the, the, that heart that he has for people, the heart that he has to serve you, it comes through his leadership and those around him. I would encourage you, plant yourself, plant yourself. If you think that the Lord is speaking to you and it passes the previous three tests, but you don't have a piece about it, just wait. Because God's no, it's not always God's no, it may be a God's not now. You know, when God gave Pastor Craig the vision to plant a church, not just to have church services, but to transform a city, to serve a region that he said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and give you everything that you need to do what I put in your heart. When we, were, we started our churches, we didn't, we, didn't, I mean, we didn't have anything. We had a vision and a trailer. <laughs> That's all we had in a small team. And we kept showing up and showing up. And, and so our church was able to buy a building just, just a little bit before you guys. But I, I, I was praying because I know what a blessing it was. Now, don't misunderstand me. Buildings are not churches. You are the church. But build, buildings facilitate ministry. Just like this microphone, it, it enhances my voice. Buildings can facilitate facilitate ministry. So I was praying for, for, for your pastor. God, Praying for your church. God, give them a building. You know what? what where is it? What's going on? Do they need to build? What's going on? And it's, it's, it's like I was butting my head against the wall. And you know what? We think we've got it figured out. But God's so much bigger and so much smarter. Listen, when, when, when God dropped that vision in Pastor Craig's heart, guess what? This building was already built. And God says, I don't want you to get it right now. I, want you to, I don't want you to pay retail. I've got a good deal for you. If you just be willing and patient, you'll eat the good of the land. If you're in your life right now and you feel frustrated, like, ah, oh, I just feel like I'm just ready to go and run. I get it. I'm built that way too. But you just need to Walk. God's not a pusher. He's a leader. He yeah, us a great open door. The devil can open doors too. The difference between the door that the devil opens and a God door is that the devil's door is a revolving door. It's a lot of energy with no productivity. If you don't sense peace in this decision, just wait. So is it a feeling? Am I waiting on a goosebump? No, no, no. This is the best definition to peace that I've ever heard. I heard it in the seminary. I'll share it with you today. It's like, when you don't have peace, it's like taking a shower with your socks on. Some ain't right about it. And just when I said that, you went, you're exactly right, that would feel, yeah, and you know that, that decision that, that you need to make, or maybe you've made one before, and you're like, I overrode that feeling, I, I overrode that, and the whole time, you just knew in your heart, that that's sitting it, or wait, 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 wait. And you went in and overrode that, what happened? Revolving door, a lot of energy, little productivity. And if that happened to you, hey, don't feel any condemnation. I'm in the front of that line. I've done that before. But I'll tell you what, God's grace is sufficient and his mercies are new every day. And if you fall, the Bible says that a righteous man will fall seven times, but he will get back up again. God wants you to get back up. Even if you jump the gun. Even if you missed God and missed his will and you took a step in the wrong direction, made a decision that didn't draw you closer to Jesus, but pushed you away. Listen, get back up. God loves you. He's not mad at you. He's mad about you. He's glad you're here because he wants to do some great things through your life. Here's the, the last little tidbit I want to share with you. The test to discern God's will doesn't start with you. And here's a scripture to back that up. I love that. It doesn't start with us. It starts with 1 Corinthians chapter 14. For God is not the author of confusion, but the author of peace. The author of? He's the God of peace. He's the prince of peace. Yeah, but how? Look, if, I, if I don't do it now? No, no. If you make haste, you're going to lose. I don't miss this opportunity. God will open up another door. It's the chance of a lifetime. This is just the stance that I've taken. <laughs> I say this jokingly and really seriously around my house, but when someone says Miss once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I say, well, you know, there's so much favor on my life. I only get those once a week. Some of y'all get that on the way home. Once-in-a-lifetime opportunities for the people of God. Come once a week. God just is so full of mercy. He'll bring it back around. He wants to give you another chance to get back up. He wants to bless your life more than you know how to be blessed. Did y'all receive God's word today? God's word, we're starting there. Does it draw me closer to Jesus? Right? And, 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 and am, I, am, I, am I around my spiritual authority? Do they see that? Yes. Right? Am I submitted to that? And then lastly is the peace of God. Do I sense this in my heart right now? Let's pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. It's light to our path. It's peace to our souls. And really, it's strength to our flesh and to our bones. We'll start there. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will never pass away. Thank you, God, for giving your word. And Lord, I thank you that you can speak a prophetic word. And it will confirm what's in our heart. and It will also line up with what you've already written. So, Lord, we can't lose. And though this year started off broken, oh, my goodness, so broken, I believe in the redemption of Jesus Christ, the redeeming power to make old things new, Lord, to to restore the broken things in our life. So for every relationship that's been broken because of this year, God, I pray that you would redeem it, restore it. Lord, for everything that we've done wrong, and we've missed the mark, and we've tripped up, we've posted online some things that we want to take back. Maybe we said some things in 2020 that we, we regret. Lord, forgive us. We lean into mercy. Forgive us. Give me another shot to draw closer to Jesus. Lord, there's some people in this room that are making big decisions, watching online, big decisions, and, uh, and Lord, they, they just need to know I've got to know that it is the Lord. I have to know it's the Lord. Make it super plain. Make it super clear for their life, God, that they won't even doubt. This is the Lord. And bless them as they walk through that door. Bless them as they take those steps of faith. Still, in an attitude of prayer. Maybe you're here and you'd say, Hal, I need to renew my relationship with God. This year has caused some stuff in my life. And man, I, I got mad at God and I walked out. It doesn't really matter what happened, but. You're not not walking with the Lord as you once were, and you know it. Or maybe you've never come to the place where you said, you know what, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I need a do-over in life. I need someone to make all things new. Either of those altar calls, I'm not going to ask you to stand up or come down forward, but I I would love to pray for you. I'm going to say a general prayer if you'd like to renew that relationship with Jesus, or you'd like to say, yes, God, I want a relationship with you. On the count of three, slip your hand up. Slip it right back down. One, two, three. Come on, slip your hand in the air. Oh my goodness, hands everywhere. God bless you. Look at us. Obedience, obedience. God's gonna bless you. Man, I believe the best of your life is gonna be the re- The rest of your life will be the best of your life. This, God bless you. I see you over there too. Okay. I want to do this. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want all of us to say this out loud just to encourage the folks that raised their hand. Is that okay? This is exciting. Are y'all excited? Come on, some destinies are going to be absolutely changed today. Just absolutely stepped into today. Come on, say Heavenly Father. Really loud. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I believe that he is your son. I believe he died on a cross. I believe he rose from the dead. Jesus, Jesus, I'm sorry for living life my way. Jesus, I'm a sinner. Save me now. Make me new. Holy Spirit, give me the power to live for Jesus for the rest of my life. in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for all the people that raise their hands. May they never be the same. Never, never, never be the same. Lord, we're, we're just so grateful for this church, I, just, I pray, as my pastor has prayed so many times, flourishing would happen in this place, marriages restored, children grow up in the ways of God, God, I pray for the teenagers, that sin would not even look attractive, that all they want to do is walk in the will of God, I pray your divine blessing on this amazing church and this wonderful pastor couple that you have given to the earth. Jesus name all God's people said can we put our hands together for what God has done today come on God's good
1: what a powerful practical list I'm just telling you and I totally agree with him we've been we've had this conversation many times the number one question I get all the time pastor how do I know if it's God's will how do I know if that's God's will you just had a great list and if you didn't take notes (laughs) you should have now you got to watch it again online all right Uh, I'm so glad you guys are here you guys are amazing Um, if you raise your hand for prayer if you raise your hand make that decision or if you have anything else you want to pray about there's people down front on both sides that would just love to connect with you and pray with you and just spend a little time with you if you are the one of the ones that raise your hand for that decision for new life there's a great resource down here it's it's completely free it's a little booklet called fresh start and um you can just come down here and pick that up and let me say this a little spoiler alert um, in november the first week of november we're starting a brand new discipleship class and so it's going to last four weeks long it'll be four weeks long on Sunday during one of the services, and we'll let you know more about that. But it's, it, the whole idea of this is just to help. We have so many people that accept Jesus Christ for the very first time, people that are not church people at all, and like I say all the time, church people are the ones that are not very fun, right? We just saw the other people. Anyway, so this class is gonna help us just learn stuff and take those next steps and just grow in our faith and get a sure foundation. So that's coming up in November. You can look forward to that. All right, stand with me if you will. If you won't, then just keep sitting right there. As you stand, let me remind you that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, there's communion elements down front on both sides that you are more than welcome to partake of. And those are just, you just come down here and get those along with prayer or anything else you need. All right, let's uh, take a minute and I'll pray the benediction and we will jet out of here. Heavenly Father, we just ask right now that the words of our mouth, the meditations in our heart, Lord, they will be acceptable in your sight. You're our Lord, our strength, and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all have a great week, love you.